0: Awesome. I feel like I'm at home here today. This is great. How good was the worship? Who enjoyed that? I heard you singing behind me. It's all good. Worship was fantastic. Hey, um, you know what I, I love about coming here, and I'm, I'm really grateful to be here today, honoured to be here, to be honest, is I was catching up with your pastor over the phone during the week, and he was just sharing his heart about you guys, this church, this community, and it just we just line up. And um, I think God is doing something amazing in our community. And, um, you know, the Bible says that, you know, um, that he will turn all things together for good for those who are faithful to him and his word. And, And COVID came and I'm pretty sure the enemy had a little giggle like when Jesus was on the cross. He had this little giggle, you know, it's finished and it's all over with. But Jesus had the last say on the cross. And something that I know this season that we're in right now is God's turning all things together for good. And um, he is actually setting up his church for success. He's setting up his church to grow, not for growth's sake, um, you know, which is a tension that we always have as as pastors. Is we want the church to grow, but we keep our heart in check. It's not just for numbers so we look amazing. It's because every number is a soul for eternity that will be, you know, for Jesus. And so that's just amazing, hey. And so to hear the heart of this church is the same. I read your website. Your website looks fantastic, by the way. Um, and all these things around the wall and on the website. I read, read all of them. I was just so inspired this week. So it's an honour to be here. Hey, can we put our hands together for your pastors, Gerard and Debbie? You've got amazing pastors here. Never take for granted, hey, your pastors. You know, what they go through in their daily life is insane. I know, because I am one. And The enemy will take every opportunity. We have to hold these guys up in prayer, you know, lift them up before God, you know, break the powers of darkness around their world, you know, exercise your authority in the spirit realm as sons and daughters of God because you have an amazing authority. Do you know that this morning? You've got authority and um, I've got a word that I want to share and it's a very practical word and um, I feel like it's for the, the season that we're in as a church and it's a, it's, it's a word that we must never forget that we need. As, as believers in the church today, we need this. And are you a pretty proactive church this morning? I heard you singing out loud. Are you, just lift your hand if you're like, man, I'm a proactive person. Just lift your hand. Seeing two, three, is there any more? Is there, there's a few. Can you repeat out loud after me this? Today, my heart is open. My ears are alert to grow and change and never be the same. Amen. Amen. I knew you guys would do it. I could hear it. So good. Hey, I want to talk about a portion of God that sometimes we forget about. Most of us in this room would know about it, but it's a portion of God that we forget often to ask God for, of who He is. And uh, many people don't ask because we, we're often not aware that God wants to gift this portion to us. Often because we already think we have it. This is the world we live in. That we think we have this portion of God. And we're misperceived, we've, we've, we're deceived sometimes, not you and I, but people in general, that we have this already, but that's because we, we wrap it with the word opinion. And we think our opinion is this thing. We think free choice is this. We think our experience is this. And we think um, our knowledge is this. Would you like to know what I want to talk about this morning? I want to talk about wisdom. Wisdom, the wisdom of God. We live in a day, and I'm guilty of this all the time. Got to keep myself in check, but. We live in a day that we think our, our knowledge, our experience is wisdom. But when I read the scriptures, I, I learn quite, quite quickly that that is not wisdom at all. That wisdom has those attributes, but those attributes don't have wisdom. And um, I read the scripture that I'm going to go through in a moment when I was quite young. And I remember as a little boy, just, I, I already, I left school early. Is there any uneducated? No, you don't have to lift your hand. But <laughs> uneducated people, I left school early. I went to Bible college way too late, like in my mid-30s. And um, I'm a young 41 at the moment. And um, I went to Bible, and I, I'm, I'm pretty uneducated. Like, I, I don't have too much up there. And when I was young, I knew this already, like, I remember in my schoolings that um, I hit grade 10 and I tried my my best and I passed but just passed. And when I went into grade 11, I just made this declaration to myself that I am going to do the absolute best that I can do and see what I could possibly achieve. So I studied as, as hard as I could and as long as I could and I had everything on the walls of my bedroom and I pretty much failed the first term of grade 11. So I begged my parents to let me out, get me out of this prison. And um, they said the only way I could leave school is if I got an apprenticeship. So I got an apprenticeship as a, a canvas worker. And, um, and then within a month of doing that, he sacked me. And um, not because I was bad. I was, I was pretty good at the job. But um, just he changed his course, Didn't need an apprentice. So I got an, a job as a cabinet maker. Um, one year in, the lady sold the business. And I wasn't smart enough to realize you can transfer your apprenticeship. So I went back to Canvas work and then I finally finished that. Went to Bible college. But when I was young, I knew this about myself. I knew that I didn't have what I needed within myself. You know, in my own abilities, my own knowledge. And I read this scripture in the Bible about wisdom. And I went, wisdom is pretty sweet. Solomon's an amazing man, like in the Bible. If if I could be wise, I would have something to offer. And so I did what the scripture is today that that tells us to do, and I did that. And it changed my life, and I'm not exaggerating. When I was about 17 years old, I found myself starting to counsel marriages. And it wasn't just once, it happened for year after year, I was, whenever people had problems, you know, it felt like everyone that had a marriage problem came to me for some reason. They always found me in the car park and just opened up. And I remember so many times, I've been in so many situations where I haven't known what to say. Do you identify with that? You've been in that situation, you've got no idea what to say, you know God, you know his love and all the rest, but you just don't know what to say, or, or even a greater one, you see someone that really wants healing. You know, your pastor, your pastor preached last week about uh, blind Bartimaeus and, and the, the healing power of God and the wonder of God. Well, let me tell you that that is real. And like Ben just said, it's not all overseas. It's right here in Kabulcha. Can you believe it or not? You know, just this month at City Point North, during worship, we had a lady who was, her whole body was just full of a sickness. I'm not sure what the sickness was, But it was riddled in her. It was affecting her whole life. In the middle of just sitting there like you are right now, she got healed instantly during the service. Completely healed. And now no longer has that. You know, I just met people in this very congregation this morning. How God has come into your world and not only saved you, but he's starting to turn people's worlds around. You know, when you study the Bible in Hebrew, you learn in the Old Testament that a lot of the healings was actually referring to salvation. And so the greatest healing any of us could ever have is seeing people give their hearts to God. And I look at these walls and I see that this is the heartbeat of this church, to go out and to reach people. There is a mission on this church, which means to be part of this church, there is a commission upon your life to go out and to bring the power of Jesus Christ as the witness of the gospel. Come on, it's written on your wall. And this is your commission, that the power of Jesus, in other words, people full of faith that are willing to say, against my insecurity, against my education, <laughs> against my knowledge, against whatever I have, I will stand out in faith, as scary as it is, and I will lay hands on the sick. Because my scripture says, lay, the hand, lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. So first, we have to lay our hands on the sick. And who knows that that takes a lot. I'm a completely off topic this morning, but this is good. <laughs> who knows that that takes a lot to lay your hands on the sick. When you're f- filling your car up and you see someone over there and you just feel that, should kind of, wish, you know, my pastor was here, he'd, just pray for them right now. But God's saying, no, I've, I've anointed you. I've called you. I've imparted something amazing into your world. Would you do it? And as you lay your hands on the sick, not your pastors, not your amazing leaders, and you've got great leaders in this place, but the call of God is on your life, on my life. And when we take hold of that, that's when we see this, this district, kabulcha. our churches fill up with people, not finding a great church, not being more comfortable because the walls are black. (laughs) We're with you on that, right? We love it. Okay, but it's not about any of that. At the end of the day, people need Jesus, which means people need you and I, because Jesus works. Do you receive that this morning for your life? Awesome. So we're talking about wisdom, and um, today my prayer is, is that we would all desire by the end of this message wisdom, that we would all go home and, you know, I've studied Hebrew, you know, I've looked a little bit into the Greek and I, I've read the Bible. I was born as a Christian, like, man, I was, I was born into a Christian. I was baptised so young, I can't even remember when I was baptised. I just got photos everywhere. Like, I've heard the Bible backwards and I've, I've read, but that's not enough. We need God's wisdom, not Bible knowledge, not experience, not our own understanding. So today what I want to do is I want to answer five questions that we might all have when we look into wisdom. The first one is, how do we know who a wise person is? So how do we know that that person is actually wise? What is wisdom? Where does wisdom come from? How do we get this? And then why get wisdom? Why does it matter so much? You know, in the Bible, I've already mentioned Solomon, but Solomon was the wisest man that has ever lived and will ever live. Like he was a wise man and Solomon had just become the king of Israel after his father David. And the very first thing Solomon did in his kingdom was set his house right, set his kingdom right. He set his kingdom right once again before God you know, obeying the law and, and the Torah and all the commandments. And he set the kingdom right before God. And then what he did as his second thing was put statutes in place so that the kingdom would stay right before God. Very smart thing to do. And, and God loved this so much as he did his father, David. God loved this heart of Solomon so much and, and um, that he spoke to Solomon and offered him whatever he wanted. Isn't that amazing? That's where the story of Aladdin comes from, the Bible. And so he offered him whatever he wanted. And this is what Second Chronicles 1, 9 to 12 says. Be on your screen behind you soon. It says, Now, O Lord God, let your promise to David, my father, be established. For you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude." Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I might go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this great people of yours? I like that. Then God said to Solomon, Because this was in your heart, and you have not asked for riches or wealth or honor or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked for long life, but have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. And listen to this church, okay, because this is going to send some demons running in this place this morning. It says, wisdom and knowledge I've granted you, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had who were before you, now shall any after... Do you know what I'm reading right now? Is that God is a God of blessing. God is a God... You know, if you... I brought a new car recently. And um, it's amazing. My first new car, I got a Kia Carnival because I've got a tribe. And um, you got to get them around, right? And I brought a new car. But why wouldn't I have brought a new car? I'm a son of God. And my God is a God of blessing. Like I just... It's, it's riches, like quite literally riches. And then he just wants to reestablish it in case we aren't sure what riches are. He said, and wealth. And then honor. In other words, people are going to see that and honor will come to you. This is the thing. You know, I remember my old pastor once, um, he's from Carindale and he moved to Morayfield and he was the pastor before me of City Point North. And he said one of his biggest growing moments in life, was when he, um, when one of his mates was a millionaire, and he bought himself a brand new a BMW or LD, and it was a high-end car. And he used to come to church on Sundays and park it down the street, because he felt really bad coming to church driving in, in his really nice new car when there were other people around less wealthy than him. And one of the great revelations that the pastors down at Carindale had around that time was why wouldn't you be driving a a nice new car? Because we have a God that wants to bless you with riches and with wealth. You know what? When I look at churches today, and then I look at churches back in history, back in history, they used to have gold all over them. They used to pay a staff member full time with a little paintbrush, and their job was just to keep the dust off. And they would go around the building... And then they would go back to the start. Going around the building would take them about 12 months to do so. That's literally in history. That's their job within churches. I look at our churches now and some people get upset just because we paint the colours. You know, or we get a nice new screen at the entrance or the stage, or we got in-ears for the band. Why do they need in-ears? Like, you know, why do we need a new sound system like the one we had before works? Why is because it's the house of God and He's a God of riches and He's a God of wealth and He's a God of blessing and He wants to pour that out over His children. Amen? And so I just want to encourage some people. I'm not really sure why I'm saying this, but I want to encourage some people, your next breakthrough is breaking through the barriers that you're placing over yourself. Because the church never put the positive mindset inside of you. God definitely never put that positive mindset. Maybe your experiences, maybe your past, or whatever it is, has put that inside of you. But God wants to lift you out of that, and He wants to move. Because God has a purpose for you and I in this world. And as a pastor of a church, I now know that it requires money. And we say, "Well, God will supply all of your needs." Yeah, yeah, I oh, know. He's trying to get money to you so you can build that new building. You know, he's trying to get money to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But God will do it. No, no, no. He's using that person in your church. That's how God works. He used Noah. He used Moses. He used Jesus, His own Son. He uses people, and God wants to bless you. Receive the blessing. He wants to pour so. so that's a word over someone. Anyway, let's get back on topic. You good, you're receiving it. It's great. All right. So the purpose of wisdom is to lead others. The purpose of wisdom is to bring life to others and to bring answers to other people's worlds. Like in COVID, wisdom will help us bring answers to people. Wisdom is always for a purpose. So the first question is, how do we know who a wise person is? Well, wisdom has fruit. Jesus said this in Matthew eleven nineteen. 19. He said, but Wisdom is justified by her children. Wisdom is acted upon and it reveals itself. Wise people just don't sound wise or are quiet or are very slow talkers. That's not a wise person. It's a quiet person. It's a talkative person or a slow to talk person, but it's not wisdom. Wise people have life and vibrance around their world. There is life around their world, because wisdom wouldn't bring death, would it? Because otherwise it wouldn't be wisdom. So wise people have life and vibrance. A wise person grows, they have success in their world. Their glass is half full, and they are willing to learn, and they speak out, or sorry, they seek out other wise people. Wise people aren't like knowledgeable people that feel like they've got the knowledge or the answers. Wise people actually seek out other wise people. They, get, they surround their world. Business people here today, you know, wisdom is seek out business people in your world that can help you grow to the next level. Don't ever think because there is success in your world that you have the answers you might have the answers to counsel or to mentor somebody else, but God still has more for you in your business. You haven't reached the end. So surround yourself with other great people. What is wisdom? Well, the first thing to know is that knowledge isn't wisdom and experience isn't wisdom. Proverbs seven says, We cross the threshold of true knowledge when we live in obedient devotion to God stubborn know-it-alls will never stop this is the passion translation by the way stubborn know-it-alls will never stop to do this for they scorn true wisdom and knowledge that was just me it wasn't god <laughs> there's a saying you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink a wise person will drink of truth They won't just see it, read it and not ask the Holy Spirit to bring revelation through the word. A wise person will stop and say, Holy Spirit, bring truth. I want to drink today from your word. Wisdom and knowledge are both recurring themes in the Bible. They are related but they are not synonymous. The dictionary defines wisdom as the ability to discern or judge what is true, right or lasting. Knowledge, on the other hand, is information gained through experience, through reasoning, or acquaintances. So knowledge can exist without wisdom, but not the other way around. Wisdom is knowing how to use a gun. Sorry, knowledge is knowing how to use a gun, definitely not wisdom. Wisdom is knowing when to use it and when to keep it holstered. And that's the difference. A wise man once said, the point is to learn from other people's mistakes, not your own. Wisdom seeks out knowledge and experience and then it acts. And, and, you know, when I read that, I'm thinking of you guys. We seek out knowledge and experience. Many people could lift their hand here today that we have experienced the power and the wonder of God. And then many people would lift their hands here today and say, I read the Bible like it's my lifeblood, because it is. We have knowledge and we have experience, but wisdom also acts. We have to share the power of the gospel. We have to tell our neighbor and then do more than that, invite our neighbor, but then do more than that. If we have to, we pick up our neighbor and we bring them. Wisdom acts. It's not just knowledge. It's not just your experience. It's not just many years. It's not just wise words or slow words. It has action upon it because wisdom wants to be known. It has fruit. Amen? So what is wisdom exactly? Well, it's a deep, immeasurable, priceless, and rare. It's like saying Jesus is the Redeemer. It's true, but Jesus is a lot more than just a redeemer as well. Knowledge is so much more than experience and, and knowledge and understanding. So wisdom is so much more than those things. So where does wisdom come from? Solomon tells us where true wisdom comes from in Proverbs 2.6. The Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. The Apostle Paul points out the source of wisdom in 1 Corinthians 1.30. He says, You are in Christ who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So Jesus is the Son of God and the Word of God is wisdom. Now, before creation, this might blow your mind, I'm not sure. Before creation... Jesus did not exist. All the theologians are going through their history. The Word existed. Read Genesis. The Word became flesh. The Word is Jesus before he was in the fleshly body of Jesus Christ that you and I know. He was and He is the Word. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The Word was always existence. When when God created, He spoke the words, and then the Spirit was there. You notice that Jesus wasn't there, but He was because He is the Word. And Jesus Christ is the living word. Those that have been a Christian for a long time, we know these sort of sayings, like the living word of God. We're talking about the life of Jesus that is literally in your Bible that we read. Let me tell you something, that when we read the word of God, we are literally reading the truth of who God is. We are receiving the wisdom that was from the beginning and will be beyond the end. Like all ages, all time, the truth of wisdom is not bound in knowledge or your experiences. It's in the Word of God. When we do, How do you build your, your relationship with God? Through prayer and reading the Word. Through prayer and re- when you read the Word, who Jesus is gets ignited in you through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is good, eh? And so I don't know if I'm blowing anyway. You can go home today and do a little study in Genesis, okay? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. And then he created all things. The word of God is where we receive wisdom. If we're not into the word of God, you are not a wise person. You might be knowledgeable. You've got great experience. I want to know what you've got because you can teach me something, but it's not wisdom. Wisdom comes, we just read it, from God and from God alone. And this is why I started today's message by saying we live in a world that needs the wisdom of God because we have been deceived, even in the church. We think knowledge and experience and old age and I've been in the church for 100 years and we think that that is wisdom but it's not wisdom. I find some of the greatest wisdoms, like my brother and sister at the back, who's recently given their hearts to God, and God's changed it. And they can remind me of the truth that my God is a healer, that my God is a redeemer, that my God will take somebody in. He remolds the clay. If we give our heart to Him, He'll remold us and reshape. That's wisdom, and I need it every day. We need the living Word of God in our life. So how do we get it? Well, Jesus said, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom. In other words, he'll put it inside of you. If I'm running out of time, please just jump all over me and I'll, I'll get straight off. But James 1, 5 to 6. Are we receiving something here this morning? Is this good? James 1, 5 to 6 says, If any of you lack wisdom, this is the scripture I read, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally. Listen, there's no no side things going on. There's no agreements required. Like, ask of God and he'll give it to you liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. Verse 6 says this. Ready? Here's the big one. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. Let him ask with faith. With no doubting. I can inspire you all I want to today. But something has to happen inside of us, inside of you this morning. Where you go, you know what God, I I know Hebrew. I've studied your word. God, I grew up as a Christian. I've even prayed for people and they got healed. But God today, I need your wisdom. Because none of that qualifies me as a wise person. just means you're using me, you've blessed me, you've encountered and engaged my life. But God, I need wisdom. When someone comes up to me and says, you know, should we be wearing masks in church? You know, should we go and get the jab? You know, God, I need wisdom to answer these, these questions. If the church doesn't have an answer, the world's going to lead themselves. But if the church has answers to some of these things, and let me tell you this, ready? Reading the Bible alone won't do it. Reading the Bible alone, you know what the Bible says about reading the Bible without the Holy Spirit? The Bible says without the Holy Spirit, it's gibberish. This is why all my friends, I've learned not to argue the scriptures with non-believers. I've learned this with my friends as I've grown up. I've learned I cannot argue the truths of the Bible with people because it's just gibberish. I have to get to their level and their understanding and I have to understand where they're at so I can be compassionate, And I can bring the love of Jesus in that moment. I can bring the grace of Jesus and the mercy and the understanding so I can understand this person and then help them to see as as maybe I can bring them into my world and they, can I pray with you? Yeah, yeah, you can pray with me. Oh, awesome. Holy Spirit, would you help us here this morning understand? And then I can start to speak truth. Without the Holy Spirit is the power of the living word. And you and I can't just have theology alone. We need wisdom. We need the Spirit of God. This is where the miracles come in. This is where the, the church becomes alive. Is We're going, we don't just know it, but we know it. We don't just know the Word. We know the author. Like we experience the author. We have the wisdom and we've got the power of the Holy Spirit. Who wants to be that sort of Christian in this place? And here's the thing: God has called everyone here today to be that Christian, like me. it Doesn't matter about your personality. It doesn't matter about your experience, man. If you knew my story, like me being on stage is just the biggest feat in all the world. Like, I, I part of why I was no good in school is I used to blush so bad that my whole body would go red, like a beetroot. It was embarrassing. It was really embarrassing. So I never did orals in church. I never did speeches, never stood up in front of the class. I wagged school or class that day. I never did it. And just for me, it's a miracle of God. And I know the power of God in my life. And God wants you to know that in your world. Please, let's be active Christians who are literally going you know what God wants to save this world but you're not going to do it without me I'm all into this thing God if you want to speak to someone make sure you tell me first because I want to be the one that goes and does it I want to be the one that speaks to my neighbor or speaks to that person God don't just do this you won't I already know that, but don't leave me out of this picture. I want to be your hands and feet, the carrier and wise and bring answers to people. Do you want to be that this morning, church? Amen. Amen. Finally, just why get wisdom? Well, I've already said a lot of that, but to understand the scripture and to have his word of life flow through our lives, we need wisdom in order for that to be able to happen. Because wisdom will give you the desire to learn, to grow. This is why I went to Bible college, is I believe God gave me a a portion of wisdom. And that portion of wisdom was what I needed as a child to grow my desire to learn even though I couldn't in my natural self, and I went to Bible college, and I did quite well, and someone gave me a badge called Pastor of City Point North, like, he can do the impossible with you, amen, he's done it with me, it'll give you this desire to learn, to grow in your not. I've even done Hebrew for Pete's sake, like, it was the most embarrassing classes, but it was awesome, and wisdom will help you see through temptations, listen, Wisdom will help you see through those temptations. Now, I know that I'm talking to people this today because one in two male Christian and non-Christian guys struggle with pornography. So it's in this church. It's in every church. It's all around the world. That's the stats. But girls, it's one in five. Okay, wisdom... Will help you see through your temptations. Is it okay to be real in church? Do we say these sort of things in in church? You know, wisdom will help. We need to be wise. The Holy Spirit, Graham, don't go there, Graham. Don't think that thought. You need to you need to take that captive, take every thought captive. I'm like, okay, that's wisdom, and I can stop it before it becomes a second thought. We need it to stop our temptation. We need wisdom to see through political arguments. You know, who's had great conversations with family members and friends about the jab? (laughs) Wisdom will help you see through political arguments. I have my own view on that, but I sum my view up with this. I'm going to share my view with you, okay? Because I'm a faith-filled person. I believe this. Whatever you decide, if it's based upon faith, And the word of God, you'll be fine. But that's the trick right there, right? Is it based on the word of God who says you're an overcomer? He says that pestilence will have no power over you. He's been saying that for generations, by the way, with all the diseases that's come. He said that he will protect you, that you are the head, that you're not the foot, you know, that he's given you the armor, you know, his salvation, you know, the, he's empowered you. Like he says that you, are the, you will have all authority over these things. In fact, he said that he gives us dominion over the earth. In, in other words, through prayer and supplication, some things need fasting, but we have the power of God to be overcomers. So whatever you decide, if it's based on your faith and the word of God, you'll be fine because those, both, both avenues will lead to truth. Wisdom will allow you to operate in life beyond your normal capacity. Just in finishing, like Solomon, God wants to bless you with wealth. He really does. He wants to bless us with influence in our world, with good life. And listen, he wants to bless you, not just me and your pastors, with leadership. We are all biblically called to be leaders. I've got stats on that, but I won't share it right now. But we are all called to be leaders. You lead your family. Men, you lead your wife and your children. Women, you lead your man and your children. We need you. You know, you lead this community, church. We lead this community. We lead the voice of God in this community. We carry the presence of God in this community. If we don't, no one else will because we are the chosen children of God to do this. So we are all leaders. Wisdom has fruit. Wisdom is a lot more than just knowledge and experience. Wisdom comes from God, the Word and the Spirit of God. Wisdom will guide your life in your daily decisions. And we all have to do this. We have to ask God for it. City Point, sorry, Hope Point and City Point. You have a mission here to make Jesus known to our world through the power of the gospel and therefore will not allow, listen, passivity. I don't know if you've ever read this. Will not allow passivity, unbelief, religion or other barriers to hinder us in this pursuit. We won't let these things, this mission requires something more than just our opinions, than our knowledge or our experience. It requires for you and I to have the wisdom of God. Amen. Receive that today. Receive that for your world. It's awesome. Yeah, let's give God a shout of praise because he's a good God. Hey. I wanted to just do something um, if we don't just going to take a moment because you you no know, mask at the moment it's awesome just stay seated but i love if we could just close our eyes and and i just said there that i can i can lead you to this but it's actually you that has to take hold and so while our eyes are closed right now i just want to pray if you want God to give you wisdom it's supernatural it's super powerful and super awesome and he wants to put this into our lives and All we have to do, we learnt today, is ask. So today, if you're like, man, you might be the most knowledgeable or experienced person in this place. Or you might be just like, man, I'm like you, Pastor Gray, man, I I just feel like there's nothing in and of myself without God. I need God's wisdom. Father, I pray for every person right now. I love this gift, God. You don't say we have to read 16 chapters a day. You don't say we have to be the best prayers in the world. You don't say we have to be regular at coming to church. You say if we believe without doubt and we just ask in your name that you will give us wisdom, something that nobody has except for believers. God, would you give your people wisdom? Today, I say, God, let it be done according to their faith. And while every eye is bowed as well, I I don't want to miss an opportunity of the honour of being in this church today without giving people the opportunity to come to Jesus. The wisest thing you could do is give your heart to God. You know, it's the start of everything wonderful. You know, becoming a Christian isn't about easy street. You know... The more I dig into God, the harder life gets in some areas, to be quite honest. But I don't do any moment in my life alone. I always have someone. The Bible says that the Spirit of God dwells in us and he He can counsel us, he can guide us, he can help us. He'll give you wisdom to make good decisions in your life. He will help you get out of that place you might find yourself in at times. And This morning, this is what I'd like to do. I don't do this often for rededicated for people to rededicate but I just want to this morning, if you've never given your heart to God or today you're like, you know what, I need to lift a new level in my life and I've got to stop living for myself, God, I want to give you my heart afresh. If that's you, every eye is closed, could you just boldly lift your hand in this place right now just so I can see. I see a hand down the back, I see a hand in the back and a hand down here as well. Is there anyone out here this morning? If you're like, you know what, God? I did this at a youth camp just this week, and so many kids just said, "You know, that's me. If you're like God, you won't have to question me ever again. I am all in for you. You've got me. If that's you, you're just going to one more time, just boldly lift your hand. I see your hands down there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Church, could we all do something? I don't know what you normally, what the normal practice is here. But would you just repeat a prayer after me? Could we all do this as a church? And if that's you today, you've lifted your hand, I would like you to own this prayer. It's your first prayer here today. If you've never given your heart before, it's your first prayer as a son or a daughter of God. And if you've done this before, it's recommitment. Could we do this? Could we all say this nice bold out loud after me? Today I give you my life. I will never be the same because you are my God. I dedicate my everything to you and your cause. I love you and I will grow in you as I read your word, as I come back to church and I learn to have you in my life. I thank you that I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Can we give them one round of applause this morning? So good. Hey, I'm just going to pass it over. Just thank you for this honor. You're an amazing church. I love coming here. During worship today, I just felt such a peace. This place is changing. I don't know what it is, I can feel it. I felt it in worship. Can I just say, get behind your leaders and your pastors, join the mission of the church and let's change Caboolture because who knows we need it. Amen. God bless you, church. Thank you. Why don't we give Graham another hand? That was great. Thank you.